go. Uh, that's right. Find out everything you want to know at the Headley Group Real Estate Show. Tune in, tune in for all the hotness. When it come to real estate, we cover all topics. First time homebuyers selling your property. Want to build an empire? Real life monopoly. We talk duplexes, triplexes, multifamily units, and commercial investments. We got you. The Headley Group got you. You can own whatever you want. Who gonna stop you? We got you. The Headley Group got you. Here's your host, Mike Headley. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? This is Mike Headley coming back live on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. Uh, hope you all miss me. Um, I hope you tuned in and locked and looked at our previous episodes, and we need that thumbs up. But without further ado, uh, we have a gentleman on the line who experiences extensive uh, knowledgeable in the real estate space. And again, I'm going to go down the, the, the list here because he has 20 years experience in commercial private lending. Um, he's dealt with and continue to deal with fix and flips, uh, fix and hold. And again, we're going to let him dive into that. Uh, he deals with single family up to one to four units as well as multifamily as well. With, and he works only with investors. This is only with investors. And without further ado, let's give a warm welcome to Mr. Mark Buford. How you doing, brother? Hey, I'm great, Mike. I'm great. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Good to connect. Um, it's great to connect, and I think this is wonderful on this platform. So I will say, now you only up there, and they say windy city, but it's beautiful time. You in Chicago. I'm in Chicago today. It is beautiful today. The sun is bright. And, the sun is bright. You know, it's Friday. We want to hit the streets as soon as we can, even That's in right. the midst of COVID, right? That's right. Even in the midst of COVID, we're going to dive on that. So, uh, Mark, we're going we're gonna to hash, and because uh, I get these calls uh, and I get uh, uh, messages. People say, you know something? I want to find me a great lender. I need, I need a good retail lender, but the banks is not giving me what I want. The, some of the mortgage people is not giving me exactly what I want. And they want to buy properties. They want to flip them. They want to probably turn them. They want to ultimately get multifamily. Walk us through exactly what you do, how you can benefit them, and how you start in the business. Sure, sure. Um, so as you said, traditional lending or traditional banks, especially right now uh, within COVID, they don't necessarily like construction. So mm -hmm. um, they will do it, but it's going to be a bigger down payment and it's going to cost you uh, probably not so much as in rate, but the documentation. So where private lending or where private or hard money comes into play is our value add is a couple of things. Speed to the market for one. As mm -hmm. you know, you work with a lot of traditional buyers mm -hmm. and it takes uh, 30 to 60 days to close a loan. Mm -hmm. Well, we come in and we can close a loan in 15 days. Pre-COVID, it was mm -hmm. seven to 10 days. Okay. So one of our value adds, Mike, is speed to the market. You know, mm -hmm. time is money. And, you know, it used to be where the big ate the slow. Well, now mm -hmm. it's the fat. I mean, the big eat the small, but now it's the fast eat the slow. Okay. So, so speed to the market is one you know, closing in seven to 10 days. And pretty much that's almost, that's the same as cash. Because mm -hmm. now all you're talking about, you need title, right? It's still gonna take about five days to get title. So we can mm -hmm. close 
just as fast as uh, cash can, right? So speed mm. to the market is one. Mm -hmm. The second thing is minimum documentation. Mm. So we don't want to bog the borrower down with, you know, a cavity search on their mm. background and tax returns, mm. WTs. You don't have to prove all that. Mm -hmm. So what's, what is key for hard money is we will pull a credit, okay. but we don't report credit. Mm. And we're only looking at a gauge. So minimum credit score is 660. Mm -hmm. And then we want you to have capital. You have to have reserves. Okay. But that's just for your down payment, 10% uh, of your construction budget, and mm -hmm. then some reserves. So you have to have capital. So if you entity docs, uh, bank statements, copy of the ID is all that I need. So speed to the market and then minimum documentation. And then we like construction. So we don't care if you go in the house. Mark, let me interject. Give us, give, give us to the, give us that slowly again exactly what you need documentation. I want to dive into that a little bit. What is needed again? So documentation, your entity doc, because we only make loans to entities, corporations mm -hmm. or LLCs. Correct. And so what we what we would need, um, entity docs. That's a operating agreement if it's an LLC articles of incorporation, mm -hmm. and then certificate of good standing or certificate of existence, depending on the state. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people can get that from the Secretary's, Secretary of State website of their state. Exactly. Public information, exactly. okay. Right. Mm -hmm. okay. Now the operating agreement and or the bylaws, that's something that your attorney is going to put together. Correct. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's critical, Mike, for this one, because people, a lot of investors, when they're just getting started, they'll say, hey, can I do this by myself? And I'll say, well, you can pull your teeth by yourself. <laughs> I like that. Great analogy. Right? Correct. But no, use a professional. Correct. You know, to get these documents done. Mm -hmm. So that's the entity docs. Then we need your asset reserve statement. So two recent statements on uh, your bank account. So your asset reserve statements, what I guess will just show is the debits and the credits or is there something it's else? It's going to show your, your liquidity. Okay. How much liquidity. money you have. Gotcha. Okay. Right. And what do you call that again? Asset? Just called liquidity requirements. So liquidity bank requirements. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bank statements. Your liquidity. Okay. So you need to be liquid to a certain mm -hmm. degree to be able to afford the project you're looking at. Okay. Right? Okay. Because okay, Mike, the key thing for hard money is it's all about leverage. It's mm -hmm. one of my favorite words. And so leverage is, you know, to use something to its maximum advantage. So you're going to have a little money that borrower, that investor, mm -hmm. and we're going to give you a lot of money. Mm -hmm. As long as you have some, you'll leverage your little bit into you know our massive probably we're going to do 80 percent okay 80%. in some cases 90 percent mm. loan to value so 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 i want and i want to okay break two things down mm. when you say 80 percent loan to value you would finance 80 percent of the appraised value am i correct oh no it's, no it's not the appraised value so you're familiar with arv that's correct. after repair okay. value mm -hmm. So we'll loan 70 to 75% of the ARV, mm, but gotcha. we'll loan that 80%. And if you have experience, we'll even go up to 90% loan to cost. Okay. So that means the purchase price plus the acquisition. That's the total cost of the project. Okay. And right? so, so what would qualify a person for that experience? Like you said, for y'all to say, okay, well, we like, he has enough, he qualifies. What does that criteria look like? Right, so the qualification is minimum credit score and then the reserve. So once I see that you have the credit score, 660. Okay. And so you have at least, you have at least $25,000. Okay. 
Gotcha. Right. Okay. Now I can okay. pre-approve you. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay. So did we finish up on the documentation? That was entity docs, Correct. bank statements, and then a copy of each members of the entity's ID. That's all that we need. Oh, okay. So when you say, I'm going to back it up a little bit. You said, I, you said we pull the credit, but we don't report it. Correct. So how was that? Educate me on that. So that's, it's a good question, but it's mm -hmm. simple. Okay. And the simple fact is we are making loans to corporations and not consumers. Mm. Okay. So that's the key point. That's why the term hard money, Mike, is all about a short-term loan usually tied to an asset and the interest rate is going to be higher than traditional rates and the points. So that's why we can charge higher interest rates and higher points because we're not subject to the uh, CFPB and those mm -hmm. regulations mm. the way that consumers are. We would be if we were lending to consumers. Okay. So it's simply that. So with that kind of charter, we cannot report credit. Okay. Do the potential do the investor sign as a personal guarantee for the for the corporation? They have to sign. Yes. Yes, they, they do. Okay. Especially if they're inexperienced. And mm. that's another key point about hard money lending. A lot of people will call me and they'll say, Well, what's your interest rate? And their frame of reference is traditional rates. Well, Correct. this is a totally different Correct. game. Correct. Right? Mm -hmm. So you're gonna pay rates right now range between uh, let's say 8% and 12% depending on one's experience. Mm -hmm. Now, if you don't have any experience, you're going to be at the higher end of that spectrum. So, so that's what I was, um, maybe I didn't probably hear that part, but what qualifies a person with enough experience? Two years, three years, you've done oh. tip flips. So. Okay. Yeah, I didn't understand what you were saying. So okay. um, the experience is what you have purchased, rehabbed and rented or purchased, rehabbed and sold in the past three years. Mm. That's how we look at experience. It could have been either in your personal name okay. or a business name mm -hmm. that you were associated with. Mm -hmm. So that's where we gain experience from. Mm -hmm. It's not like you being a real estate broker, uh, even if you were a general contractor for 20 years, mm -hmm. I'm still gonna ask you what your investing experience has been. And that's mm -hmm. how we determine how much you're gonna pay. And you do that for as being a, a credit risk is that correct? Okay. Actually, yeah. Do you all do, and and I think you do, I'm assuming, do you do cross collateralization for those who don't know what that means? That means taking a property that you own and they would use that as title for some of the money that you not have to put down. Is, do you do any correct. of that? We do. You do? We do okay. But, yeah. But you still have to qualify from the reserve requirement standpoint. Ah. Got you. Right? Okay. You, okay. So we have to see that money in the bank. Okay. Let's say if you need to have 25,000 uh, to qualify for the deal, mm -hmm. you still need to show me 25,000. Okay. But if you want to cross collateralize another property, mm -hmm. um, we, we can do that and you don't have to use that 25,000. Exactly. Okay. But you still have to see them digits on that bank statement. You have to show it. Yeah. Got you. <laughs> got yes. you. Got to show that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's, and that, that was the questions I know investors, probably ask, well, I own eight properties over here, maybe four of them free and clear, but you're saying you still need to see them dollar amounts. Um, that, that's, that's awesome. So again, I believe uh, stories are impactful to people. Walk us through scenario, a scenario where a traditional bank or, or, or another mortgage uh, company could not do it and Mark came to the rescue. 
And what does that sure. story look like? Yeah. Man, I got several of those. Several of them. Um, <laughs> I figured that, yeah. But one that comes to mind is there's some uh, some women, sisters, they're sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in real estate. They're both uh, real estate agents. Okay. And they're actually pretty experienced. So they called me one day and said, hey, we have this deal. This other lender is telling us we have to use uh, something to do with some zoning uh, mm-hmm. that needed to happen because they were going to convert a mixed use to a residential. Okay. Right. So I looked at the experience level. I looked at the deal and saw how it was owned and, and had my operations look at it. And they knew we could lend on it. Well, 10 days later, we were closing on that transaction because they got me their track record. They got me their information. And I got something from the city department of zoning because I have relationships there Mm -hmm. and it satisfied what we needed to see. Mm. We closed, not only closed that transaction, but those sisters, I think I've closed probably about eight transactions from them. And then they have referred me high level investors who they knew based upon the service they received in the funding. Right. So I have a a favorite saying, Mike, that real estate is a contact sport. No different than how we met. Right. Exactly. That's right. I I don't remember the year, but I was thinking about it when you reached out. Uh, When you when you forge these relationships and they there's some value to be brought to the table. Mm -hmm. Things happen and and you can make those uh, the value add is whether it's profit generated, there's revenue or even referrals. Right. So. Right. It's great to be connected, but those they're called the property sisters and they're on Facebook as well. Okay. I previewed them. That was probably one that just based on that relationship and closing that one deal, I probably received over 20 deals. Wow. Wow. That's, I I love that. I mean, so you took a scenario where they couldn't kind of quality. You came in and said, Hey, I got that based off of, but they still had to fit the criteria. Of course course but they had the experience i don't know who the other lender was it's all about asking questions and Mm -hmm. getting the right information so that you can structure the deal and make underwriting feel comfortable about okay walk us through a multi uh multi-family which is five units and above Mm -hmm. um and walk us through that because i have an interest of that as myself and again you'll be educating me on that sure so that's really in the, the commercial realm mm-hmm. of apartment building. So different criteria. What lenders want to see you have is some experience in managing real estate. Uh, so if you've had a one, I think you guys, we call them two units, four units here in Chicago. I think you guys call them two-plex, Yeah, duplex and, and quad, 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 yeah, duplex correct. and quadplex. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, that you have had some experience managing those, and once you do, you can then start scaling up to a five unit or a 10 unit. Because mm-hmm. now you're looking at uh, for sure 20% down. Okay. But it's a different underwrite because now we're, we're really looking at the cash flow of the property mm-hmm. or even the potential cash flow of the property mm-hmm. if it's value add. Um, so now we're looking at the operating statement on what some of the expenses are, mm-hmm. um, what the income, the rent roll. So these are right. things. I, I can underwrite a multifamily based upon documentation of a rent roll and an operating statement, even before I get to you, the borrower or mm. the entity, right? Mm. So that's the first thing I'm asking for 
for a multifamily operating statement rent roll. Because mm -hmm. I want to see how this property is cash flow. Cash flow, exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. um, if it's going to be value add, meaning you're going to do some updates mm -hmm. and maybe raise rents, mm -hmm. then we would have to do, get a projected rent roll and underwrite from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to get get some of those units updated and maybe move people around. Right. So, and then from a structure standpoint, uh, on single family one to four, we might be a little bit more. Uh, we might scrutinize the where the money came from uh, on a one to four deal. Why is that? Most, well, it's it, again, it's a different underwrite. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, and different. We create loans to sell on the secondary market, even in hard money, mm -hmm. right? And some of that criteria is based on who the investor is going to buy it. Mm. Commercial. They don't care where the equity comes from on commercial lending because the asset is the determining factor, right? The asset is determining. So if that's cash flowing, it doesn't matter what the income of the borrower is. Correct. The asset's going to carry it. Mm -hmm. So they don't care where the equity comes from. Mm -hmm. So what, what typically happens on, if it's a, if it's a large multifamily deal, let's say it doesn't have to be large. If it's a 10 unit and let's say you might, want to buy that 10 unit and the down payment requirement might be a hundred thousand dollars right you only have 20. you can go out and find two other partners right you're going to operate as the general partner correct you have the credit you're going to manage the asset mm -hmm. right you're going to get the rehab done all they want to do is get a return on their money mm -hmm. so they can come in with the eighty thousand mm -hmm. as a limited partner right mm -hmm. and not even have to be on the entity and we'll accept that structure because all we need to do is have the equity to make the deal work. Let me dive in. You said they don't have to, their name does not have to be a part of the entity at all because yeah. I, don't know, I think I heard some conflicting information. I was doing some research on that myself for us because that's similar to like a syndication, right? Correct. They, okay. So you got, like you said, you got the general partner, then you got the limited partner, but I thought that they had to form a corporation for that, particularly say if you're buying building a they, they form a corporation for that building i'm the general partner and i got 10 limited partners but they'd be part of the corporation so that's not correct well no that's in some cases that is correct okay okay so okay. what i was saying was in some cases that limited partner doesn't have to be a part of the entity oh that's good that's real good yeah it doesn't necessarily have to be a part of the entity as long as he's going to pledge the equity for the deal to get done and that investor would just work out an agreement between Correct. him and that partner. Okay, so you do have an interest in this asset. You'll benefit X, so to speak. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. The structure okay. that you're talking about where, yeah, they're forming an entity. You have these LPs, you have the GPs. Correct. And mm -hmm. the LPs are not going to have their credit pool. They mm -hmm. do not have to Correct. provide any bank statement or tax exactly. returns or anything mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's wow. an appropriate structure as well. Okay, I mean, this, we could talk all day about this because it really drives estate, my interest. It's real estate, brother. Yeah. Uh, I do want to talk to you, uh, um, Mark, about I got John and Jane Doe a fresh in, fresh in the game. Now, they, they're not experienced, but they have $25,000, dollars $40,000. I mm -hmm. want to get a flip, a multifamily. What, should I need, what do I need to do? So let's talk to that person. So first thing, uh, they got the 660, they have the money, you said, 
uh, now you need your entity. So as long as they have the entity structure through the attorney, um, or however it's formed in, in their state, and they have those documents, then they're going to come to me to get pre-approved. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right? Okay. And based on what you just said, they meet that pre-approval uh, criteria. I'm going to issue a pre-approval letter, so now they can go out and get under contract. Now, property A, does it have to? What does the numbers have to look like for you all to say we'll underwrite this deal? Right. So I'll go through kind of like some general numbers. That's pretty easy. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll we'll do an acquisition of fifty thousand. Okay. Right. And they purchase. I mean, a, a rehab amount of 50,000. So we have a total cost of $100,000. So the ARV for a total cost of $100,000, if you took out a calculator and did $100,000 and divided by 70%, because it's the 70% rule, right? Mm -hmm. You're gonna come up with about $142,000. Okay. Right, so the ARV has to be at $142,000 for us to lend $80,000 mm. or 80% because they're going to bring 20. Correct. Okay. Right. So as long as we can see, so you're a broker and if, if you're working with uh, Jane Doe and John Doe, um, you're going to give them comps that support $142,000. Mm -hmm. And you'll know that if they buy it at 50 and the rehab is 50, it's a good deal for the lender. For the lender. Gotcha. And, and you Follow said... Me? Yeah, I'm following. Yeah, I'm just I'm digesting everything in. Now you said considering COVID, 15 days, we could wrap it up and close. Yes. Wrap it up and close. Okay. I'd say 15 to 20 just to set a good expectation. Mm, good. Okay. But on the borrower side, if you are efficient with your documentation mm -hmm. and your entity structure is clean, there's so many stories where I know, you know, people ideally want to they want to form an entity. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm getting in this real estate business. And I had one the other day, it had six partners on it. Well, it's really too much. It's opening up too many things to look at from an underwriting standpoint. Mm -hmm. And so, but if we have a conversation prior to that, we can talk about whose credit is the strongest. Correct. Because everyone doesn't have to go on the entity from a lending standpoint. Correct. But you can have an operating agreement that okay. explains your equity share. Correct. Right? So. Mm -hmm. It's that conversation. So as long as the entity is, is, is formed, it's clean, and they have the credit and some money, they can get funded. Mm. Mark, I mean, well, listen, you, you are giving me some great, great jewels. Uh, what I want to know, we asked for two, 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 two great golden nuggets, right? Give me uh, two golden nuggets, whether it's a story or, 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 or a book or just anything that can provide some some insight to somebody getting into the business already been in the business go fire away <laughs> you know what i'm going to give you one that i just saw on facebook this morning and i thought it was a profound illustration and i'll send it to you okay but it was a picture of a mule standing in a square somewhere and they had the tie tied to one of those little plastic uh, lawn chairs and it said the only thing holding you back sometimes is your mindset Ooh. so true I re-echo that so if you can picture right. a mule standing there and because he's tied to a chair he doesn't realize Correct. it's just a little lightweight plastic chair and he can just yank it anytime it can go 
So Correct. that's one thing. So when it comes to real estate investing, it's all about the mindset of actually shifting from a consumer standpoint to now you're looking at numbers drive every decision in real estate, the mm. numbers, not that's your it. emotional disposition. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that would be one right there. It's the, the numbers tell the story. They do. They never have lied. Never. Never lied. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, you said two. Yeah, give me another good one. Um, I have a client uh, of Polish descent. He was my biggest client. Uh, Excuse me one second. Okay, it's okay. He was my biggest client in 2019. Uh, again, another contact sport. I met him at a home buyer class when I was a retail loan officer years ago. And then when I got into hard money, I just reached out to him. Well, he was a general contractor and he learned under his grandfather, right? But he wasn't paying him a lot. And because he wasn't paying him a lot, he needed to go get a job at Best Buy. Mm-hmm. So he worked at Best Buy for years and he just wanted more for his life. And then he finally, he was still doing general contracting on the side. Um, and his, grand, his grandfather was a master builder. Mm. Well, last 2019, I took him out to dinner to celebrate his 100th flip. Wow. With you all? I did about 50 of them. Wow. That's still congratulations in itself. You did 50 so, flips with that client. Yeah. That's awesome. But in a span of about I want to say seven or eight years. Okay. He had started his own business and ended up flipping over a hundred properties. Wow. And he splits time now between Florida and Chicago and his flips sell just like this. And his story of how he was able to scale Mm. of getting an understanding of the business from a process standpoint, hiring people, because you you know this, Mike, as a manager, you cannot grow without people around you that yeah. you can depend on to do what they're That's supposed it. to do. Got to have a good team. And then implementing systems. Exactly. And he did that, man. So it was, that's a great story. Cause I feel, because I helped him with about 50 of them, the last 50. Mm-hmm. Changed his life. Wow. And uh, he's, he's living pretty well right now. Wow. And still continuing to flip. Yeah, wow, you know, I got probably have to get so him on the so show. It's possible. We yeah. probably have to get him on the show. <laughs> I talked to him about it, sure. Oh, see, now you see what the great networking does? Well, before we let you go, Mark, you are, and I didn't clarify this, even though you're in Illinois, you get to work with anybody throughout the country. Is that correct? Totally. I can lend nationally throughout the country. Um, and also, I didn't mention also, Mike, we can do new construction. So New construction. New construction okay. is, is something huge. If if those who want to follow me on, on Facebook, I was actually at a job site yesterday mm-hmm. where I am showing with one of my developer clients uh, the five phases of construction. So okay. uh, we're going out through each phase and you can see, and this is going to be, this is a $1 million house, the cost wow. $1 million. And it's going to sell at about 2.1. And he's building two. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I'm showing each phase. So we can also do new construction under our program, mm-hmm. uh, fix and flip. Now we're going to vet the, you got to have the right builder. Correct. But ev- even as a beginning investor, if you have the business acumen to understand mm-hmm. the numbers, you can engage a builder, right? Hire him to build. Right. Architect, 
and all those things, and it can happen for you as well. So, mm. you know, those who follow me, you can get it. I'm giving you the blueprint on how to do it on my Correct. on my Instagram. That's right. You really are. Construction is another one, but and then just scaling up, Mike. You know, I have goals in this business. I'm on the 17th floor downtown Chicago right now. Wow. And I see high rises around me, apartment mm. buildings, and I think to myself, somebody built that. Somebody built that. That's right. That's right. That's Why right. not me? That's how I look at, I, I believe in that concept. They can do it. I can do the same thing they can do. Exactly. So that's something that I'm looking at over the horizon in, in my future of okay. building a high rise, man. Okay. That's a beautiful thing, brother. Well, you know something? I want to say, Mark, we're going to have all your social media handles on this. And again, you know, once we get this nice and beautiful edited up, we're going to get it over to you. It's always, brother. Thanks a lot for being part of the team. Thanks Glad for to be here, man. Thanks for connecting again. If I can help anything, anyone down there, uh, I'm looking to come down oh, to try it, look at investment opportunities myself. But if I can be of some value, give me a call. Yeah.